Welcome to the Prescription for Divine Health podcast, where we help you with faith-based wisdom and instruction from a spirit-filled perspective on health and healing. This is episode number eight of season one. Today, we're going to be talking about emotional eating. So stay tuned to hear more. This is the Prescription for Divine Health podcast, where we help you with faith-based wisdom and instruction from a spirit-filled perspective on health and healing. This is our space to connect with people like you, to encourage and inspire you to live the life God meant for you to live, healthy and whole spirit, soul, and body. Here are your hosts, minister and health strategist, Dr. Andrea Hart and Dr. Lauren Carroll, physician of internal medicine and pediatrics. Welcome back, y'all. We are here at Prescription for Divine Health podcast, and today we are talking about emotional eating. So for those individuals that are listening to this when it's released live, you know we are in the midst of COVID-19 the coronavirus. Uh, We're going through quarantine. We're going through all this stuff. So we already had it scheduled to talk about emotional eating this week. And that's what a lot of y'all are doing. Emotional eating. (laughs) All your quarantine snacks all up. So we're going to talk about it today. But before we get into it, I do want to let you all know all the the, the podcast episodes for this month are sponsored by Agape Life Clothing Line, uh, Clothing Company. It's a clothing line where you can let your clothing be God-inspired and you can demonstrate the faith that you have and live it out. You can wear clothing that represents you and the power of God in your life. Uh, a lot of the designs that we have, and I say we because myself and my husband own this particular company, they are designs that will help you to share the love of Jesus, ask me for prayer, these different types of things. There are open doors for individuals to ask you questions about your faith. So check them out or check us out at agapelifeclothing.com, A-G-A-P-E, the word life and the word clothing.com. You can get that also in the show notes as well. So let's start at the beginning. Emotional, and some people call it stress. Stress eating, emotional, (laughs) emotional eating. So uh, the the basic definition of emotional eating is um, using food to fulfill your emotional need. Yep. And, and you know, I like um, when I was looking this up, and I'm sure you've got more of your definitions. I was just thinking of all those different emotions that people use um, food to substitute. So that can include like depression, anxiety, anger. Um, and even positive emotions, but some ones that people don't really talk about a lot, boredom, boredom, yeah. you know, the feelings can be put on by boredom and then also loneliness. You know, sometimes people will use quote unquote comfort foods, but those foods are comforting you too much. And that's the issue. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is so true. And what we're seeing now, even with children, when you said boredom, I thought of individuals talking about how they're their kids are eating them out of house and home. You know, that's a cliche phrase, but just saying that they're eating a lot more than what they normally would eat in school because they're, they're bored. Mm-hmm. So these are things we mm-hmm. really have to be mindful of because some individuals, emotional eating, part of it is using food for comfort. 
for stress, for relief, or for reward. We know that we're three-part beings, spirit, soul, spirit, soul embodied, spirits the real us, our souls, our mind, our intellect, our will and emotions, and then our bodies is flesh and bone body. And at times, depending about how we were raised, uh, if you were raised that you celebrate around food, uh, when you've done well, you get a sweet snack as a little kid. There's all these things that are all around food. We've talked about it in other episodes. We've alluded to it there, but we have to really be mindful because we've created this uh, this this tendency, as it were. We've created this tendency to use utilize food in the wrong way. Learn from your family. It can be learned from your environment. And it can also be spiritually connected. At times, you're trying to fill a void due to maybe a trauma or something that you've experienced in the past. Um, maybe grief, pain. You know why we always talk about, why well, I always talk about strongholds. There might be some inner healing or some some soul issues. Yeah, and I think... Like yeah, I've learned of uh, just um I think it was the singer um when we we're talking about um people eating because of some trauma in the past. I know she noted that she was molested in the past when she was a um child and she would use food as a comfort, but also she wanted to become very, very overweight because she felt that that would make her less attractive to men. So that is why she ate. But then, you know, even though she might have gotten healed in some areas from that initial abuse as a child. Um, I think the food was the the last addiction that needed to go, but she had set up that those wounds, those those inner wounds within herself that made her, you know, want this food, even though it was um, an irrational kind of desire. Right. Yeah. And we've trained. Sometimes we train our bodies to do certain things based on that, and then when you don't want to do it anymore, it's hard to get out of it. Because you've trained it and she had a, you know, she had a definite a, a reason, a traumatic reason for doing that. But there's something to be said about training your body to do certain things. And sometimes that's why at times when we've trained our body to eat a certain way for a certain period of time, we need help. We need assistance. Mm-hmm. We need accountability in getting out of that mode of, of doing that. Mm hmm. So there's so much there. So stress, trauma, eating, there can be um, areas and I'll say some of the stress areas. uh, And you talked about one, the trauma there, but low self-esteem, feeling inadequate, any type of anxiety. So there might be individuals that they don't know why they're eating so much when we're in this state of uh, emergency here in the United States because of this virus, but they could be eating because they're anxious, anxiety. They could be eating. The stress could be um, based on your appearance, defining um, yourself based on your appearance. So we've seen both that from both sides. So that can be disordered eating in regards to um, uh, like bulimia, anorexia, or it can be overeating. Uh, so people that feel helpless or hopeless, they need control. That can lead to some type of disordered eating managing your emotions. We talked about anxiety, social anxiety. And then the last one I have written down here in our notes is people that have a tendency towards perfectionism. And that's more on the the disordered eating. Well, this all disordered eating, but the um, eating disorders, what we know as eating disorders, most popular anorexia, bulimia, all those different ones. 
Mm-hmm. And then the yeah, last yeah. but not least, I think that food can also serve as a distraction too. And I guess it goes into play with all of those um, other things you just listed, but this is even outside of being quarantined or anything like that. It's easier to focus on food, which is a whole event to make food, go out to eat, um, things like that. You get distracted from whatever problems that are going on at that moment. But the thing is, after you eat, those problems come and rear their ugly heads up and you got to deal with them. Yeah, they're still there. So it's almost like an addictive type of thing. And there are people that are addicted to food. They're addicted to sugar, addicted to sugar, to carbs, to all these things, comfort foods even, because it makes you feel better. I know for even for me, even being on strict diets where I'm not eating carbs or sugar and things at times when you feel a certain type of way, (laughs) you want a piece of cake or whatever it is. And I don't think that's necessarily that bad, except when you do it every single day. If you have a moment of weakness once every three months, okay, you're, you're allowed that. But every single day, that's where it or getting up in the late nights to get food and, you know, things like that, being secretive about your eating, all of that is a, is an indicator that there's something not exactly right with the way you view and react and respond to food. I know we had an episode and I'll put it in the show notes, our relationship with food, where we talked about this at length. We talked about this at length in regards to what your relationship is with food. So this is almost like a part two, but we're delving deeper into the emotional side And it's one of those things, you know what it is, and you are, you just need to realize that this is you. This is what you're doing at this point. Recognize satiety clues. Am I actually hungry? And, and then uh, respond to that. We we're going to talk about some of the triggers and how to overcome as well. But these are things that uh, this is not like a huge, I guess, how do you say this? This is not necessarily, it's a simple, simple thing, but there's a lot of um, consequences to eating in this way. Am I right or wrong, Dr. Lauren? <laughs> oh, really? You're very, very, very correct. Because one one part, when we, we spoke about just eating disorders, um, anorexia, and then specifically um, bulimia, that's when you're, you're purge eating or you're eating and then you're purging. That means you're eating um, a great amount of food at one time. And then you're purged. That's one form of bulimia. Then you're kind of vomiting that food up. And that's, that's you know, that's detri- detrimental to your health in that regard, too, um, in the physical. And then, you know, the whole cascade of eating and what your body has to do to hormones involved, you know, you don't want to short circuit that. And every time that you're overeating, you're stress eating, you're you're throwing your body off of balance. So those receptors that would normally tell you to stop, you're you're satisfied. You're not getting desensitized because you keep on eating, eating, eating. So and you know I'm saying the physical, but really, as we've said countless times before in our podcast, really it starts spiritually and it just manifests in the physical. Right. Yeah. There's reasons why you're doing all this. And a lot of times we'll try to hit it in the natural, but we we're not looking at some of the the soulish issues or the spiritual issues that are causing us to be this way. Some of us are dealing with strongholds, point blank, period. And until you release and come out of agreement with the stronghold and the trauma that 
that went into the stronghold, you're never uh, going to really get uh, get free at the root, at the heart, at the origin of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for some of us, uh, it is saying prayers and ha- asking spiritual leadership to help you getting deliverance, whatever it is. Some of us is that, but for other of us is that and going to a therapist mm-hmm. and working through some of that childhood trauma that you've been dealing with so that you can be free in all senses and areas. Because uh, for most people that deal with things like that, the eating is just one component. <laughs> it's just one component of the the things that you're going, the things that are going on in and with you because of you not dealing and getting free from some of these things. Yeah. And a lot of times in some instances, once the person gets to a place where they can um, emotionally regulate or regulate their emotions in such a way that is not causing um, feelings of shame or doubt or self-loathing, I don't say I don't want to say that losing weight is easy, but it becomes a lot easier when you're, you stop dealing with all those other things or you've dealt with all those other things. You've had a positive outcome. Losing weight is just like the icing on a cake because it's not as hard. Right. It's a byproduct of being healthy in your spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. So that's the state that all of us want to be in. But the first thing is recognizing. Um, I truly believe that when you're having disordered eating, there's a component of addiction that's always there to a certain extent. It manifests in just different ways with different people. So you might be addicted to the way you feel after you eat or you're addicted to if you're on the other side of it, you're addicted to the way you look when you don't eat. You know, so there's, there's all these things. So to me, addiction when we're talking through this and when you're seeking uh, help, when you're seeking deliverance, when you're seeking prayer, freedom, all these things, you need to look at addictive behaviors as well and what you're addicted to and why you're addicted to it. So before we move on talking about the eating triggers and actually how to overcome, let's talk through, I want to let you know, once again, every episode, the uh, God Still Heals Facebook group is the collective on Facebook and it's our free private Facebook group. And in that group, we go deeper in some of these things. We go deeper in helping you to build your faith for divine health and healing. So check it out. There'll be some notes in the show. There, there'll be some notes in the show notes. <laughs> and you can also go to Facebook and put in God Still Heals and you'll be able to pull up that group. So back to the topic at hand. So what are our eating triggers? And then how do we overcome them? Uh, Dr. Lauren, you want to jump in? Sure. And I know some things that, you know, we listed that are kind of things that disrupt our lives anyway. So you might have gone through a bad breakup or some relationship in your life within your family or close friends is just not right. Or maybe you've had a major disappointment or maybe you're just overall um, lacking joy. I know some people um, don't meet the definition of clinical depression, but some people are dysthymic, which, and, and you know, I know Andrea, Dr. Andrea, you are the psych- psychologist, but <laughs> I know dysthymia, you can have that over like a course of over six months to a year. It's not quite clinical depression, but it seems like you have a low mood the whole entire time. You just don't know what's wrong. So yeah, and correction, I'm not a psychologist. I just oh, I'm have, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. One of my degrees is psychology. Psychology. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've yeah. studied the subject. You've studied the subject. Yes. 
<laughs> so there can be a lot of different triggers um, depending on um, your life and who's in your life. It might be like a family member, such as like a child. Um, and it's something that you feel like you can't change and you feel like your life is um, out of control. And a lot of these triggers, everyone has a trigger, but it's how you deal with those triggers that really um, sets you apart in your health. Yeah, and I think that's in anything. We all can be triggered and we have to recognize them. And my add to that is if you recognize it, ask the Lord for some help because he mm -hmm. knows what you went through. He knows why you're being triggered. Some of us, we might just explode. And this isn't talking about eating. We might explode in anger at someone because they remind you in your subconscious, you're getting reminded of this individual. And you don't even know why they're treating them that way. Or they might look like something. You know, there's all these different things. And in that, we need to add the natural to the spiritual and the supernatural so that we can get free. So uh, if you have a trigger, recognize that it is a trigger. And so, some people, we have good friends around us, they'll tell us <laughs> our triggers and then work on it and go to the Lord in your prayer closet and ask him, Lord, why did I react like that? When my significant other, my spouse, whoever, when they said this, why did I do this? Because that's not normal. Right. Um, what we our our, uh, our litmus test is the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five, five or six. There, we need to look at the fruit of the spirit, and if we're op operating outside of the fruit, those are the things we need to ask the Lord for help. Ask our spiritual leadership. <laughs> ask our friends to tell us. You know, you, girl, you need to work on that because that's not right. You know, whatever it is. And again, I think we, we said it before, you can't be proud about that. You know, humble yourself because the fruit don't lie again. So if you've got fruit manifesting your life, you don't know what's wrong, but you think something is wrong with everybody else. Why are they reacting that way? It's like, no, you're the problem, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie, right, you're it's gentleman. Not everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's not everybody else. It's, right. it's you. If you keep, uh, and I call that cycling. And they also call that, uh, they reference that in psych psychology as well, that you're cycling. You're doing the same cycle over and over and over again with different people. You're the same person. You're the same one. You're the common denominator in all the cycles, <laughs> but you're you're doing the same thing. You'll see this with people that uh, often get married a bunch of times, same cycle over and over and over again. And sometimes they're blaming the other person when the reality is you need to check in on yourself because you're cycling or they try to do different things and they have the same result. Every time they try to go through school or start school, they can't finish and all these things happen. And they've tried it multiple, multiple times because they're cycling. So there's something going on that you need to seek some assistance from. And when it gets that bad, you probably need to see a therapist, mm -hmm. point blank, um, to help you to recognize the cycle and recognize why you're cycling and then uh, give you a strategy, give you a coping mechanism tools to not do that when you're faced with those same situations and triggers. Right. And I think that lends to, you know, our next point of what are some solutions? What are some things that you can do to overcome these triggers and going to a therapist, when you're going to that therapist, what are they doing? They're giving you another perspective, which is goes along with changing your mind. Right. So I'm going to reference second um, Corinthians chapter 10, verse five, and it reads, 
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what this scripture means is that you're not letting every single thought that comes into your head, no matter what it is, rule your thinking um, and rule consequently what you do. You have to be aware of those thoughts. And you have to combat those negative thoughts with the word of God. Yes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, but, no but, we talk about this almost every episode. I mean, our bonus episode, right. which we just right. uh, uh-huh. actually recorded, and you should see it also as being released with this episode. We talked right. through this. <laughs> that is, I mean, that, if you don't read any place in the Bible, at least there's certain scriptures and scripture texts like that one, the fruit of the spirit, you know, there's just certain ones that will help you are so rich, will help you live your life. And that's one of them. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things you cannot be passive with this thing. And I think nowadays it seems like people are very passive about their faith. They're passive about they want the results. They want the uh, the life that they see other people have or they want the life that they've dreamed of. But they're very passive in their pursuit. You know, it's always if, if it's something that is very, you know, highly wanted, highly, you know, something everyone wants to achieve. You're going to have to work to get it a little in some respect. And for this, we're asking you to work on yourself. And God is asking you to work on yourself. You know, he's giving you if you're born again, if you accepted Jesus as, you know, the Lord and Savior of your life, you have a brand new spirit. But that's all. You got to work on it. You know, and that's oh, what he's saying. <laughs> So, you know, there's another scripture that says you got to um, renew your mind. Oh, that's next. Okay, let's go into that scripture. Romans 12, 2. <laughs> this is reading yeah, from the Amplify. Um, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewing of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Now, you you have a new recreated spirit, but, you know, God wants you to look at life like he looks like he looks at it. And we can't do that if we don't open up his word, if we don't know what it says, you know, and I kind of convicted myself. Not Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess I did convict myself because, you know, for me, you know, I've been I've been saved and living it for a long time. And then I questioned myself, like, when was the last time that you read through the whole entire Bible? You're saying that you stand on the word of God. This is what you're living your life by. When's the last time that you really got into this book to know what you truly believe? I mean, um, of course, you know, I'm saved and that's what I'm doing. And, you know, I, I, you know, I call myself sold out, but really it's the word of God, prayer and the word of God. You got to know this book. You got to know it. Do what you can to get it in you. Right. Yeah. And you have to be very intentional with that. You know, those whole one year, I'm going to be truthful. Those whole one year Bible plans, if they start in the Old Testament, they lose me <laughs> in the first few weeks. <laughs> me in the Old Testament, that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to be reading. Uh, you know, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say there's there's certain 
texts or passages that are great, but when you get into all them laws and the Moses and all this other type stuff, I'm sorry. But, but, but you know what? But you know what? I started like I started this project like maybe a couple months ago, but through one of my Bible apps, they have the Bible in chronological order. So once I started listening to the Bible in chronological order, the Old Testament made so much more sense to me. You know, and I could right. see, you know, and um, if you, and you, you know, you, you the Bible, study, Bible college grad, but um, if you look at what is it, typology, like the types in the Old mm-hmm. Testament I that really, it. yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so amazing just how Jesus is expressed in the Old Testament in the stories and the events and everything that occurred there. And even aspects of our new covenant, how they're revealed in the old covenant. So it's very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And I've read I've read through it. I'm not saying I haven't, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right. You're right. Especially when you get the chronological things like so-and-so be at so-and-so and so-and-so, so-and-so be at something like I know it's a whole genealogy that list this just really solidifies in my mind. God is very, very organized. <laughs> and you got these yeah. genealogies and yeah. <laughs> Even how he built that temple, all them cubits and all this other type. Yes. Right, right, right. Organized. <laughs> right, right. God. So, uh, yeah, so definitely. Um, so where are we at? Okay. Solutions. So we talked about, we gave you the solution, second Corinthians 10 and five Romans 12, one and two. Those are your baseline, your baseline when it comes to solutions. The other things, a solution would be to around, um, your eating triggers and how to overcome them is accepting yourself where you're at and who you are. And that can be hard for people that have never been able to accept themselves that deal with perfectionism or deal with uh, not feeling good about themselves, all those emotional things that are going on. We want our emotional health. You know, some of us might feel like our spiritual health is good. Our physical health is good, but our emotional health is in the toilet. So we need to on purpose work on our soulish emotional, and I'm interchanging those two words, our soulish health. And one of the ways is, like you said, change your mind, renew your mind with the word of God, accept yourself. Um, I'll give this one a complete surrender, completely surrender to God. And for some of us, that's hard because we've had individuals that uh, some at times when we're we 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 look at God and we we liken him and we compare him to how people have treated us. Like if you're a father, I'll use this example. Your father is there to give you uh, uh, identity. And if our father was not there to help and give us identity, our mother's there for, uh, you know, nurturing and things like that. But the father was there for identity protection and things like that. And if he's not there, there's a void there. And at times we can not even know that we do it, but we treat our heavenly father like what we would treat our natural father there or not. Like he's always going to reject us, that he's never there, that he doesn't love us all the way or or not even that. Or that our love is his love for us is conditional because uh, those are the ways that some of us, our fathers have treated us like that. Thank God, you know, myself and Lauren, we had an awesome dad and have an awesome dad. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we didn't go through any of that. <laughs> so, but no. there's other people that have and are going through that. So we have to you have to recognize that that's going on. And then in the midst of that, surrender yourself to God and learn who he is as a father. There's a song that's called uh, Good Good Father. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. But it's a song that 
really um, just saying that's who he is and that's in, and that's what he should be to you. And if you don't have a sense or reality of that in your life, you need to build yourself up and see why and ask the Lord, why don't I, why do I feel like this? Mm -hmm. And and again, you know, that's a process where um, you may need counseling, but also you need to watch what you're looking at too. If you're always comparing your life to what you see on TV or social media, or even just comparing it to other people that you see like physically and naturally at your job, at work, at church or whatever. It's like you, that's just a, that's just a image of what they want you to see. You don't know what that person is doing at home. You shouldn't compare yourself to other people because that's going to give you some low self-esteem like immediately. We're all uniquely made by God. We all have our special gifts and talents, um, whatever God has given us. So it's not right for you to compare yourself with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster (laughs) in 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 your emotional health, your soulish health, doing any of those things. But yeah, uh, Dr. Lauren alluded to it about one of the last things around how do you overcome when it comes to emotional eating triggers and things like that, get help, whatever that help looks like. Like it might look like therapy. It might look like a small group. If your church has small groups, I believe every church should have small groups where you are in a safe environment where you can talk to other individuals, other Christians that have been through some of the things or that can just be your support. If you don't have a church or a small group, go to a support group, go to a support group. They will also, we, we get healthy in community and we all need community, uh, community, community is there. And God, uh, as a proponent to uh, community, you get freedom in community, uh, with someone else. The Bible talks about the scripture I would say would be a good reference to that or a reference to that is talking about, um, uh, calling for the elders when you're sick, elder uh, elder is part of a community, <laughs> you know. And when you and them there, and the Holy Spirit, you're one, you know, community. So that's one reference. I'm sure there's mul- multiple other ones, but you know, you don't have to go through this by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You, you gotta talk help. to other people. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's where the community comes in. It doesn't have to be a whole church. It can be one or two other people. Uh, but you need to get some assistance at times when we're dealing with some of these things, when you're dealing with something and you've done everything you know to do, but there you haven't seen change or you haven't seen uh, enough change that, that at that time, you know, you need to get some help. You need to get somebody else in there to evaluate the situation and to provide some resources. So don't be afraid of that. I know uh, Dr. Lauren in the past couple of episodes, she's talked about being humble enough to say you need some assistance, you need some help. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just even that, you know, like I wholeheartedly, sometimes I think um, in the past in specific, you know, certain church circles, it, people were looked down upon for admitting if they had some weaknesses that they couldn't fight through it with the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, and people felt that they could not speak out because people would think that they were not spiritual or they were weak somehow or that they had backslid or something like that. I would, you know, and I I think that's just a lie from the enemy. You need to be vulnerable with someone. You need to be submitted. One, you know, you need to be submitted underneath, you know, at least a a pastor or someone, you know, 
Um, and you need to be held accountable to other believers. And if you're at your point when you're, you say you don't trust other believers or you don't like church folk, that means you don't like God's people. And that makes, and I'm going to even venture out to say that lets me know you're not really spending a whole bunch of time with God because when you spend time with God, his characteristics tend to just rub off on you and you tend to love people more. So if you have a problem with people, I would check your time that you're spending with God. Yeah. The other side of that, most people that do have issues with church people is because they've got church hurt. Yep. Which is not good either. So if you're dealing with church hurt, that's something that you need to talk to somebody about. And maybe the first step isn't someone in another church because maybe you're anti-church. So go to a therapist that knows God and let them help you through church stuff. Because the Bible talks about, you know, uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, which is essentially we 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 have a church for that. So those are things that you need to if what you're doing is outside of the word of God. And of course, I know people can can argue back and forth about what that scripture actually means. <laughs> but the vast majority of us believe that means that you should have some type of church home, spiritual community with like minded people of like faith. Right. So if you are dealing with church, recognize that that's what it is and don't let it be a stronghold. Don't let it be a barrier for you going further in the things of God, because if that's something that you're dealing with, you're holding on. Essentially, it's unforgiveness is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's unforgiveness. And that's not of God. We have scriptures that talk about how we need to forgive Mark, Mark chapter 11, verses 23, 24 and through the rest of that chapter, it talks about we need to forgive so that God can hear us and hear our prayers and answer our prayers. So if you're dealing with unforgiveness, that's major, that's really a blockage to a lot of what God has for us in our lives. And sometimes we're wondering why I'm doing all the things, I'm doing all the Christian and the spiritual things, but I'm not seeing any fruit. Well, you might be doing all the things, but you might have an open door of unforgiveness. So um, I'll put a resource, the resource, my, my resource that I always give out my freebie resource when it comes to hindrances to health and healing, really divine healing and forgiveness is on there. And there's some scriptures and some support there. So you'll have that um, in the show notes as well. Okay. So closing words and thoughts, Dr. Lauren, you go first. Well, there's one thing I, I didn't say previously, but um, I want to make sure that people, again, awareness is so big with me because if you try to ignore something and being passive about it, you'll never get to the problem and you'll never have success in that area. So when you feel like you're reaching for some food, I want you to think, Are you? I want you to really ask yourself, am I really hungry? Am I really hungry physically or emotionally? And this, this, you'll really identify yourself with that. Because if you just ate an hour or two ago and then you're just going to eat again, why are you eating? So really ask yourself, am I hungry physically or am I hungry emotionally? And then um, to come uh, and then to second that, to go ahead and look at those triggers. Like if you are hungry emotionally, what are you hungry for? Is it because of loneliness? Is it because of fear? Is it because of anxiety? And if any of those reasons, go to the word of God so you can get some tools to help you with that, to help you cast down those thoughts, to help you change your perspective. And if you still find that you're having issues in that area, please seek out help. Right. And you couldn't have said it better. Speak the word of your, over yourself, over your mind, over your situation. 
Um, the final thing I would want to say that you don't have to be in the situation that you're in, that there's help available, that God loves you and he wants to see change in your life. He wants you to live the abundant life. He wants you to live a life that you can be proud of. He wants you to have everything that your heart desires is in your word. But there's at times things that we have to do as part of, we talked about it, we alluded to it. The technical term is sanctification. You know, Mm -hmm. we get saved, but there's a process of sanctification, um, meaning, and that's literally renewing your mind to the word of God. So we have to welcome that process, be open to it and do the work, do the intentional work of renewing our mind. So um, I think we had a good show. (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. just about right on time. So before we end, definitely, I want you all to go to what wherever you're listening to this at and subscribe and leave a review. Uh, reviews really help us. We appreciate the reviews and they let other people know that this is a, a good podcast to listen to. Send these podcasts out to your friend. You know, we're, we're just starting out in this thing. So we do want people to hear and make them aware of some of these things and get listeners. And then finally, remember to check out our sponsor, Agape Life Clothing at agapelifeclothing.com in the show notes. So thank you all so very much for listening to this podcast and hopefully you got something out of it. Uh, Go to the show notes so you can get the added and additional resources and we'll look to see you in the next show. Have a great one. Thank Bye. Thanks for listening to the Prescription for Divine Health podcast. To continue the conversation of living a healthy and whole lifestyle, head over to our website at drandreaihart.com. Or you can join our exclusive free Facebook group, The God Still Heals Collective with Dr. Andrea. To connect, text God Heals to 77948.